Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, June 4th, 2022. I want you to imagine with me a scenario where somebody at your church gets exposed in a secret sin. And right as they get exposed for this secret sin, they get struck down dead by God. What kind of effect do you think that would have on your church? Well, we don't have to take this as an entirely hypothetical scenario today. Because we can look at God's word and see a time where this actually happened. Two people. You've heard their names before. They live in infamy, Ananias and Sapphira. They sin. They lie. Their lie is exposed and they are struck down dead by God. What what do we see in the aftermath of that? Today in our New Testament reading, we're looking at Acts chapter 5 and verses 1 through 16. And it talks about this man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira, and they sell a piece of property, but they keep back some of the proceeds. Now, it does seem that it is not the withholding some of the proceeds that is the problem, that the way it was given gives the impression that this is all of the proceeds. And so Peter says, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. So there you see that idea that, hey, you you didn't need to give this money. You you didn't need to sell this land. But the way you have done it in a deceptive fashion, uh, you have not lied to God or to man, but to God. And then it says, when Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came upon all who heard it. Now, when you were imagining the hypothetical scenario about your church, you probably figured as much that part. Uh, if this happened at my church, the great fear would come upon all who heard it. Great fear would come upon everyone when they heard, whoa, someone got exposed in secret sin and they're dead now. And so then after three hours, his wife comes and Peter says to her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. So again, it's the amount and the deception that is the issue. And she said, yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Immediately, she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And when the young men came in, they found her dead and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. And then we see in verses 12 through 16, it's it's a healthy time, a time of growth for the church. So what we want to see today from God's 
word is that taking sin seriously is a good thing and it is a healthy thing for churches to take sin seriously. And that's where it's tempting to read that and say, yeah, I wish a lot more people would take sin more seriously. Well, today I really want to encourage you to start with yourself. Start with how seriously you take sin. And what's the point? Should you go from this and be like, oh no, every time I sin, is God going to strike me down dead? No, but there should be a healthy appreciation of when I do sin, it's a big deal. And, And that should affect my repentance. I shouldn't just slough off sin like it's no big deal. If I find myself in sin, I need to confess it. I need to turn from it. I need to seek the Lord. Taking sin with this kind of seriously seriousness when we do sin will help us to live out a, a 2 Corinthians 7 where it describes the difference between godly grief and worldly grief. It'll help us to have that godly grief that leads to repentance, that leads to life. That's what a healthy level of the seriousness of sin will do in your own life. And when churches are filled with people who have that mindset, they will be healthy churches. When there's a right fear of God that leads to a a proper estimation of the seriousness of sin, uh, it will lead us to treat sin rightly, which one that will give us an incentive to to avoid sin, not because, well, if I do this, God's going to strike me down. But no, no, we know that's how God feels about sin. And we love God and we don't want to do that. And then when not only will it help us avoid sin, but when we do find ourselves in sin, it will help us turn from sin rightly and to respond to sin in the proper ways uh, in our own lives. And so as we see Acts chapter five, let's not just be like, I'm glad that's not happening in my church. Let that be a window into how serious sin really is and let that affect our own lives. Now, as we go back to the Old Testament today and we're looking at first Chronicles, we're looking at chapters 14 through 16. And there's a lot of overlap between our reading yesterday and our reading today because we come back to the story of bringing the ark to Jerusalem. And in chapter 15, we see more clearly how David responded. I mean, we're kind of seeing in this another similar thing to Ananias and Sapphira. God said, you're supposed to carry the ark of the covenant. The priests are supposed to carry the Ark of the Covenant. They didn't do that, and someone was struck down dead. And here we see David, I think, responding rightly to that. Chapter 15, verse 2, then David said that no one but the Levites may carry the Ark of God, for the Lord had chosen them to carry the Ark of the Lord and to minister to him forever. Right? David is, is correcting his sin. He is saying, hey, I failed to lead. And now I'm doing this the right way. I'm doing this God's way. And you see uh, more of that in verse 13. He says, because you did not carry it the first time, the Lord our God broke out against us because we did not seek him according to the rule. So I do think we see a good real picture of of repentance from David 
today, as we see in our reading yesterday, it was not done the way God called it to be done. But now David, he takes the lead and he leads people to do it the right way. And I think what we see, we, we, we fear, I think, sometimes that if we take sin seriously, it will lead to this joyless, fear-filled existence. That's absolutely just not the truth if we rightly take sin seriously. Taking sin seriously will lead to joy. And notice that even in our reading in First Chronicles today, how it ends when, when they do the right thing, when the leaders take the lead and they lead according to God's word and things are done according to God's word, it ends with this song of praise. It ends with, with worship. It ends with adoration to God. Just listen to some of the things that are, are written here, starting in verse 8 of First Chronicles 16. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Israel, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord your God. His judgments are in all the earth. You see the joy this leads to? Do you see the joy of the presence of God and seeking the Lord and his strength and how the hearts of those who seek the Lord can rejoice? And therefore, the heavens can be glad and the whole earth can rejoice. Isn't that the life that you want to live? Well, part of that life truly will be taking sin seriously. It will lead us to a place where we praise God more. We seek God more because we love him. We've experienced the forgiveness that only he can provide. I mean, how much more thankful will you be for the forgiveness of God when you take sin seriously? And you, your, your love for God will increase because you realize that he has forgiven you and you will praise God like this. And as you avoid sin and you walk in the light and you walk in intimacy with, with the Lord, your God who created you, you will find that is the only way to live. So today's reading, pretty intense. But what I want you to see is that when we do take sin seriously, sometimes we're like, whoa, that sounds really intense. And it is but it leads to joy and it leads to life. So I hope it motivates you to take sin seriously today, not merely because you're afraid you'll get struck down if you fall into sin, but because you see the joy and the health and the benefit that comes when God's people take sin seriously as he does and they seek the Lord and his presence continually. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.